Tomorrow by. Good morning. I'm Judith Lay and this is Praise, the programme that connects faith and daily life. Radio. Two churches in Ramsey are about to take a huge and courageous step, leaving footprints that, in time, other island churches may wish to follow. Over the next weeks, the Methodist Church and the United Reformed Church, both on Waterloo Road in Ramsey, will close their present church buildings and sign a declaration of commitment to explore a permanent way forward for the two denominations to meet, pray and work together on a new shared site. The final service in Trinity United Reformed Church in Ramsey is this morning at half past ten, and this is one of the hymns we'll be singing. Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, one of the hymns from the final service at half past ten this morning in Trinity United Reformed Church in Waterloo Road, Ramsey. The final service in Ramsey Methodist Church, just further down Waterloo Road, will be next Sunday, the 24th, also at half past ten. On Praise This Morning, we find out how these two churches arrived at this partnership, which is set to be the first ever of its kind on the island. Today, I'm joined by Ewan Gorn, the BBC's local democracy reporter, as he talks with Andrew Cole and Aileen Cannell from the United Reformed Church in Ramsey and Alan Gelling from the Ramsey Methodist Church. 
and I'll be talking with the ministers from the two churches, Reverend Brian Yardy from the Ramsey Methodist Church and Reverend Dawn Mather, who has responsibility for the two United Reformed churches on the island, St Andrews in Douglas and Trinity in Ramsey. I asked Reverend Dawn to sketch out for us some of the background to this move, and she's joined by Andrew Cole, who's the secretary at Trinity. It was in 2015 when the first conversation took place between the then Methodist minister, Andrew Emerson, and myself, when we were talking about our congregations and how we felt that we could do more together, maybe, than separately. I think it's like many projects. A couple of people over a cup of coffee one day said, why don't we see what it's like meeting together in uh see how that goes. (laughs) And so we brought together then our leaders and we went to Bride Methodist Church and shared in a conversation. That was maybe the first time that we really got to know a little something about each other. That led to four years worth of quite detailed research and thinking about the practicalities and implications of, of making this change. For the URC, we have always, since our our conception, we have actually always been ecumenically minded. We are a combination of three churches, the Presbyterian Church, the Congregational Church and the Churches of Christ. So we have, at our beginnings, come together as three churches to make one church called the United Reformed Church. Now, that being the case, we've always been seeking to find other ways that we can work ecumenically. That is the heart of our church, if you like. That is the hope of our church, that uh, as Christians we find more in common than not. But we are individual churches more so than the Methodist Church in that each church, although linked to national church through our assembly, we do have autonomy to decide where individual churches can go. So I think the Methodist Church is more connectional than us. You have two churches for which you are responsible, Dawn, aren't you? You have St Andrew's United Reformed Church on Glen Crutchery Road here in Douglas. And so that would operate quite separately to the Waterloo Road Methodist Church in Ramsey. Yes. Yes, they do. And in a way, they're very different fellowships. Although both come from the Scottish Kirk tradition, one is is more of a town fellowship church. In other words, everybody knows everybody, whereas Douglas is more of a gathered church. People come from all over the island. So that in itself makes it very different. In 2015, we were reviewing how we were as a church and what we wanted to do in our community and with the sphere of influence in the in Ramsey in the north of the island. It was quite clear that from a practical point of view, financially, we couldn't sustain meeting and using in, in, in the huge building that Trinity is. In addition to that, it wasn't really fit for the kind of outreach and and mission work that we'd like to do in this century because it's now crossed two century boundaries. Going back a very long time, there was a, a time when most people wanted to attend worship in a church building on a Sunday and possibly spend quite a lot of their Sunday there. 
Bible classes and Sunday schools and worship services and maybe sometimes a, a tea and things like that. And that's not in today's culture at all. It's all about networking in different ways around other people's homes and around the town and making less specific use of, of the building for those purposes. My church, in a way, at Ramsey was already accepting that we needed to be church in a different way. And I think that when we came together with the Methodists, we met for meals together, we had worship together once a month, we took on board all the nitty-gritty of being together. And I think my church certainly found that it was a joy. It was not just interesting for them, they were invested in it. Aileen Cannell has had a long and very happy membership of Trinity. Believe it or not, 1962, the what? last 40-odd years, the church has really been very active. We had a new minister about 1980, and in that time we had guides, brownies, all sorts of things. And he started the band, he started the choral society, through that came the Summer Singers. It's been a very musical church and we have a lot of concerts, and it's been a very social church. We've had a lot of lunches and barbecues, and it's been a church that in, we had a lot of children in Sunday school used to come in through all these different youth groups. Yeah. But there's not many left that were there 40 years ago. And what's the feeling like amongst the older members of the congregation? We're all very positive, and we're all enjoying and loving meeting with the Methodists. And we've gone so well. We're all so alike. Our, our form of worship's very similar. And we all have this outlook that we're all going to go and do some outreach in Ramsey. That's mm. what we'd really like to use the building. We'd like to get a nice building that we could use for that. We'd be looking for a premises that can be of service to the people in the community seven days a week mm. in all kinds of different ways. I happened to get in the post this morning a letter from a lady who is unable to attend church. She's very old and very frail and we'd invited written comments from people who were associated with Trinity and her comment was I'm so sorry I can't attend anymore for health reasons but I'm right behind everything you're doing and I wish you well. Well we've heard there from Reverend Dawn and Andrew Cole from Trinity but what about the experiences of the Methodist Church in Waterloo Road? Here's Alan Gelling. The facts that you've heard about the URC exactly fit the Methodist Church as well. The problem has been the high cost of maintaining very old buildings. Uh, in my whole time as a member at, at Waterloo Road Church, there has been expenditure on maintaining the fabric of a building that was constructed in 1846. And that comes more difficult to fund as the time goes on and the number of people attending the churches falls. When the church was built, its maximum capacity was 1,050, and there were regularly uh, congregations of 500 people attending. And Ramsey had several churches, all with the same sort of church-going congregations. Uh, that doesn't happen now. The churches have all got assets, but they're all expensive assets. And to make best use of those assets, to join together, to pool your resources, it increases the number of people using a particular facility and reduces the burden on those people to fund that sort of operation. Ramsey is no different to anywhere else on the island. I've had an, an opportunity to do an exercise with looking at other church finances and it, this is not a unique situation and I think you may well find that as time goes on similar things will be happening around the island. It's the only way that the churches can afford to maintain the fabric of buildings, carry on their ministry and the work they wish to do. 
And if you look at the bigger picture, the numbers of people of faith worldwide is actually growing. You've just got to flex with where you are in the world and, and work with it. Mm. It might be worth pointing out that if we do form a formal connection, which would be called a local ecumenical project, that's a legal entity. And there hasn't been a successful one on the Isle of Man yet. So just to pick up on what Alan was saying, if we did do that, we might find that other people follow that trend. They, they're all, everybody's watching and everybody understands, I hope, by now that we're not closing as a church, we're just moving. And if it works, then I'm sure others will be following. I'd like to add to you that the churches in Ramsey have always worked very well together. We know each other and we've known each other for years, a lot of us. So it's not been difficult. In amongst all these hopeful thoughts for the future, let's sketch in a little bit of the background of the two churches, first with Reverend Dawn and Aileen again. It was 1884 when the church was opened. Before then, previously, they for 50 years, they were initially somewhere where the bowling alley is, down on the quayside there. Yes, um, our church was formed by Scottish fishermen in 1834 and they built the famous little Quails Hall in Ramsey. And in 1884, 45 members built the Church of Trinity now, which was an amazing achievement. Trinity as we know it today. We've done a timeline right back from 1884, and we've managed to get a lot of information, and a lot of members are taking part. It's going to be sad, particularly for people like me that have been in it for such a long time. We will really be sad, but it's also exciting. And you've got to be positive and practical. In our case, Methodism in Ramsey goes back to the late 1700s uh, and we will be celebrating that and marking the, the fact that we've been around for, for all those years and Methodism was very, very strong in the Isle of Man over those years and it's only in the last 30, 40 years that there's been a dwindling of numbers. Um, the, to look at the history, the, the buildings were huge for their time. The first mm. Popper Chapel was built to house 450 people, regularly did so, and Ramsey's population was less than 2,000. So it's a succession of, of increases in property size to, to, to accommodate bigger congregations until we come to the 20th century, and then as the 20th century moved on, the churches themselves weren't utilised anything like as much, and, and a lot of them closed. But there are a lot of buildings around in Ramsey that were Methodist churches, and we'll be marking that with our final service. The service is entitled Looking Back, Looking Forward, mm. and we'll, we'll dwell on, on each of those particular aspects of Methodism in Ramsey. These two that we've mentioned are going to be the last regular Sunday services mm. in our buildings, but until they're moved to a new owner, there's no reason why we couldn't use them for certain events. For example, if somebody particularly wanted to get married in either church, that would still be possible if, if we still own them. So the special services are, uh, as you've heard, this Sunday at 10.30 in the morning at Trinity United Reformed Church, and the 26th of May at 10.30 for Ramsey Methodist Church. Reverend Brian Yardy is the minister who has charge of the Methodist churches in the north of the island, but he only took up his appointment in the autumn of last year, when all these plans for a partnership with the United Reformed Church were already in place, 
So I wondered, what was his reaction? The ecumenical thing is very much at heart for me, and it was quite exciting to hear that this was already happening before I arrived. And so it's been a shared journey of discovery, really. So I was quite excited at this prospect, and moving forward with this fills me with hope for the future for the churches on the island, yeah. The Methodist Church in Ramsey has been there for a long time. There's been worship offered on that site for well in excess of 100 years. But you have to ask the question, is this building still fit for purpose? Well, yes, that decision was made before I arrived, of course. But moving with the people, I'm amazed at the tremendous faith that uh, people have demonstrated through this process. It's a big thing to kind of let go of a building that means so much to people who were baptised and married there. You know, so it's a huge step to take for these people. It's really testimony to their faith to step forward. It's a blank page which we are writing. In that sense, it is daunting and exciting at the same time. No matter how hopeful we are and what promise the future holds, it's a hard thing to let go, isn't it? Part of the journey is to allow people to grieve and to be afraid and still then to come to a point of hope for the future. These things can't be done quickly. And in fact, although you're taking a big step, you're still going very slowly, very gradually. It's a kind of process of taking each step of the journey day by day and not knowing really where that will lead us. So in that respect, we are people of faith. Just like Abraham stepped out into the wilderness, not knowing where he was going, but had that promise from God that the promised land was before him. The people of Ramsey, United Reform and Methodist, are doing pretty much the same thing. Stepping out into the unknown, under God's leading, and uh, that's credit to their faith. Both our churches have a heart for the community in which they sit and that won't change. And if anything, I'm hoping to extend that work that we've done just in a new place. Both of you, for for the final acts of worship in your respective churches, have got the theme of giving thanks for what's gone before and looking forward. Now, Dawn, the, the first service is going to be later this morning, half past ten, in the United Reformed Church, Waterloo Road in Ramsey. Tell me a little bit about that service, Dawn, please. Well, the service is is going to incorporate hymns that have been special in the building over the years, and I've invited those of our oldest members to choose them and say a little bit about why they've chosen them. We have a worship action group that has met to prepare the service and they have chosen some special readings, one of which is from Ecclesiastes 3, which is everything has its time. And then afterwards, the timeline is open with all the albums that we've got with pictures and orders of service are in these books to remind us of what the church has been over the years in this building. It's a combination, I think, of the congregation's input and a remembrance of all the people that have been part of the church over the years that it's been there. There is an open invitation to anybody. Absolutely. It'll be the sort of service we can all share in, won't it? It will be. One, I think, of joyous expectation, but obviously there will be that sort of, this is the last service. (laughs) This is really happening. I think there will be that too. And Brian, tell me a little about your service, please. Methodists have got a a tradition of good hymn singing, so we're going to have some good hymn singing at that occasion. And uh, people have decided to uh, gather together various objects and to uh, decorate each window in the church with different objects 
representing various aspects of ministry through the church through the years. And uh, different people have been invited to come and speak about things in the past, but also focusing on hope for the future as well, to where we'll be. And I myself am going to kind of focus on that image of uh, Abraham stepping out into the desert, being called by God, not knowing where that will lead, but having that faith to step out uh, under God's guidance and leading, move forward into something new. Whenever a church building closes, there is always the matter of dealing with items that have been donated, especially those in memory of a loved one. I asked Reverend Dawn how she plans to address this situation. We've actually taken photographs of everything that has been donated by people for the church, and that is one of the displays that's up, and we're hoping then to put that into a book so that we've got them. We'll always remember them. Even if we have to let go of things, we will still have a remembrance of who first purchased it and give thanks in that way. The Waterloo Road Methodist Church is sold subject to contract and an offer, which has yet to be accepted, has been made for Trinity United Reformed Church. But as the two church families continue to cement their relationship, they're very grateful for the offer of a new temporary home for their shared services. And the temporary home is where? The hall at St Paul's Church in Ramsey. And uh, it's uh, really remarkable how things have turned out. Uh, The Anglicans invited us really to worship in their hall. So we thought this was really an answer to prayer. So we are really excited about uh, the prospect of moving closer together with even another denomination tradition. So we're working closely together ecumenically. And when will the first service be in in St Paul's Church Hall? That will be Pentecost and uh, Brian will be leading that service. And then the following Saturday, which is the 15th, a very special service where we sign our declaration of commitment commitment to one another, which outlines where we hope to go, some of which we've already fulfilled. We will have both leaders of our denominations, Reverend Richard Hall and Reverend Jackie Embry, who will come from my synod, and Richard will preach on the Saturday and Jackie will preach on the Sunday. So it'll be a lovely weekend. That's the weekend after Pentecost. And Pentecost Sunday is June the 9th and the Declaration of Commitment will be signed over the following weekend, the 15th and 16th of June. I think most churches would say that there's a lot of anxiety over buildings. That's right. And preservation of buildings. And really, we are are the living stones, not the the buildings. We're not a museum keeper. Mm. My personal memories of Trinity United Reformed Church will always be linked with music. It was the home of Ramsey Choral Society from its formation by Reverend Ursley White in 1981. And in 1999, I had the pleasure of helping Ramsey Choral to make their first CD, when Mrs Mavis Quirk was their musical director and Mike Swain their organist. The CD includes a recording of one of the hymns that will be sung at this morning's service. So it seems right that we should end our look at the merging of these two church communities with Ramsey Choral Society from exactly 20 years ago, singing, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
you for listening to this week's Praise Podcast. There's a new Praise Podcast available every Sunday morning. You can subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company and I wish you and those you love every blessing in the days ahead.